made myself go to them versus doing stuff at home because I'm just, I won't, I will not like subject myself to any kind of discomfort <laughs> unless, I, unless I have to. And, and I, I had done something to my knee when I was working out and um, after I came home, like my husband had to help me do it for like three more months, all the little exercises. And mm-hmm. That was not that a fun nice time. To that. Yeah. Yeah. He's real, just get it done, it'll be better. And I was like, yeah, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the whiny one in the relationship when it comes to physical activity. <laughs> Good. Okay, so from kind of a book perspective, you know, I went through all of our emails just to make sure I was kind of up to date from what we talked about last. And, you know, Dan was able to get it done. Were you able to get copies to the people that have been waiting for so long? Because I know he was setting up like a discount code or something like that for you. Yeah, um, only one of the groups that um, were ordering books ordered the books. Okay. Yeah, they said it was Christmas presents and that they weren't. They had no reason to purchase them right now, so that they were going to wait. So. Okay. Okay, well, but that's, I mean, at least you can keep a hold of their information so that when Christmas oh, comes around this time... You can maybe yeah. touch that space with them. Right, exactly. And the, and the benefit of that, though, you know, is when you do um, basically packaging for your next round of promotion, like towards the holidays, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can offer the book and maybe some of these other retreat options that you're working on. Do you know what I mean? So it might actually yeah. benefit you to where it might be a little bit more of a um, comprehensive purchase mm-hmm. that they're making versus just the book. Yeah. So it may not be all bad. Okay. That's good. And then have you seen the physical copy of the book? Have you actually yes. seen it? Okay. Yes. Yes. And you're, ha- and you're happy. You're happy yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. So that's a big release to have that all situated. <laughs> <laughs> At least from my from my perspective. How do you feel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Good. Okay. Well, um, yeah, when you emailed and you're like, already? I'm like, yeah, no kidding, because I, you know, <laughs> these, these calls go fast. And so first, I put in the email just kind of a recap of, of what we had talked about in each of the sessions. Um, and I wanted to make sure, so first of all, way back when you signed on, you had mentioned that you wanted to do four sessions at first and four sessions later. So yeah. when I was outlining what we were going to do, I was basically going off that assumption. So it's okay if we don't do former sessions fiercely. I'll do everything I can to make sure you know, you know, a plan and where you want to go. But that's probably why it felt like a little more um, conversational versus hard, here's things to do, because I wanted to make sure that we had a good baseline of what your goals were, you know, what the obstacles were, how we could overcome them. Um, and we did spend a lot of time on social media because that's really, really important in being able to expand the reach of your ministry. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, the huge thing for me was when you were able to really gain clarity, you know, on the, the audience and what you wanted to do moving, moving forward. Um, and why that's important is because then you know where to focus your efforts um, from a ministry perspective, from a creative perspective, from a product perspective. You're able to focus it and build your social media um, 
information, like what you're posting, what you're sharing around that, instead of spreading yourself thin, you know, across the board. Okay. So that I think, um, you know, once you kind of see the the plan that I have in, in place, just to kind of guide you, I think you'll find, or I'm hoping you'll find, that it, it'll be much easier for you to know what to post and share when. And then just how to really focus your efforts on building these retreats and, and um, using the book as a resource in order to build the audience that you need that will mm-hmm. actually to purchase the other products, not just the book. Okay, got it. Does that make, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Good, okay. So normally um, when I have a client come to me that wants to work, work on a book release, you know, they have the book done. Most of them are with traditional publishers, although I have done some work with self-publishers. Um, and basically, the, one of the challenges up front is basically the work that we just did, like figuring out realistic goals and figuring out where to focus your attention on in terms of social media and drawing people to you. So what I have at this point is more of a basic book launch process that I follow with all of my books. Um, And what it does, and I know that your book's already been out for a while, right? Mm -hmm. But we talked early on about you just going ahead and releasing it as kind of a soft launch. Um, And then later down the road, creating kind of a launch plan um, that was pretty strategic. So that's basically what we're going to talk about today is, is how to do that. So um, the the first piece is, have you made any, I guess, headway or clarity, or have you worked on any of the retreat information at all in the last month since we talked last? Or is that all basically the same? Well, the the retreat, and this this is what I want to make sure that that I clarify, Uh that Mm -hmm. um, what I, I will personally be hosting um, an annual retreat. Yes. Um, but um, but what I you know what the tools that I want to offer are are how to train other leaders to host their own retreat. Right. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't done anything with mine except um, talk to a few other leaders who had attended them in the past, and they want to. They want to do one. So I, I was actually like, okay, I've got to get this out there with how much it's going to cost each person and see who's really mm-hmm. going to show up for it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when you talk about your annual retreat, <clears throat> that was going to be ho- or led by you, right? And that was for people that you have already trained to be leaders or you're wanting to train them to be leaders? No, they're they're already leaders who absolutely already. love the retreat and they want to come back. So they're kind of like alumni. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then the products and, and training you're wanting to focus on creating is equipping leaders to go through your program and your material and equipping them to hold their own retreats, kind of like satellite yes. retreats. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because that's where the magic is. The magic happens with the leader. So, um, yeah, yeah, so training that leader. Okay. Do you already have um, kind of a realistic schedule of what that would look for, like for you? I, I do. I I thought about um, 
doing like five modules and mm-hmm. that I would um, just video myself really quick, introduce myself and, and what, the, what was going to be happening, and then four modules um, introducing maintenance, motivation, purpose, and plan, the sections of the retreat. And then mm-hmm. um, with each one of those, give um, online tools that they can actually download and use and, and stuff like that. So, okay. what, what kind of online tools? Um, I have um, an activity guide. I've got my authentic purpose workbook. Um, and then I'm almost finished with how to host your own retreat. And it's a little booklet. So I thought I would take those and um, separate them into the into the right modules, and then just release them as they watch the the module, the appropriate module. Okay. How long are you planning on these videos being? Mine, just uh, my video, honestly, just less than five minutes each one. It's just here's the module, whatever. And then if they want personal coaching along with that, that's another package that can you know. That can be private coaching, like half-hour sessions. Okay. So the five module, the video series, the first one's an introduction, right? And then the, the remaining four are highlighting each section. And then online polls. And you're saying each of those videos are going to be about five minutes? Right. I don't know that they need to be too much longer. Okay. okay. Maybe I'll know more when I do one. <laughs> Okay. And then, well, I mean, there's just a way to format it. Hold on. I'm so sorry about all the coughing. Still not. I I feel fine, but I just have that weird cough that won't go away forever. Um, Okay, so it's it's just the way you format and present the material. But I wanted to make sure I understood that is something that you're wanting to sell, not to use as promotional material to ask them to purchase anything else. Right. right. I did correct. I did um I came up with this this activity guide as a freebie kind of thing. So I do have okay. a freebie ready to release whenever I, I want that. You know, can I ask a question real quick? Do you sure. remember that um when we were on lead pages um together, mm-hmm. I never heard back from them about um receiving that uh pro- professional looking promotion that they would do and they I think I asked specifically and they said that I would get an email do you did you hear anything oh are you talking about like the the benefits or the bonuses that came with purchasing at that webinar? yeah yes um I'm gonna look it up I I remember that some of the bonuses were timed meaning you had to be um, part of the program for a certain amount of time before they sent some of them Hold on. Oh, okay. Because yeah, yeah, I remember reading that, going, "Oh, you only got some of the bonuses up front, and I think the rest of it came after you um, got past like the return period." And um, and I feel your pain on lead pages because I know when we first talked, you you were you were talking about it, and it's it's a little interesting to use <laughs> if you've never used it before. And um, yeah. I've been trying to set up one for a client, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, hold on, let me find, I have the email, I'm I'm looking through and seeing, 
Yeah. Um, But that's what I was why I was asking you because lead pages is all about you know giving these promotional videos and free resources and directing them to a sales page of a huge product, right? So Mm -hmm. that's that's why I was asking what you were intending on using the videos for. Um, Okay, hold on. I'm I'm trying to. I'm hoping I can um, have it on my website. You know these these modules. I don't know. I have to really research that. Uh, yeah. Or it, maybe it's a different hosting website. Maybe Dan will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, who was helping you with lead pages initially? Was that Mike and Robin? Or right. Mm-hmm. Mike are they, and Robin. Are, are they still helping you with that, or is that what you were saying? No. No, it's over. The, and they keep, I just, it was just too much information too fast, and they never. Whenever I had questions, they were never available. They, I could only ask them one day a week, and I, yeah. it was so just too challenging for me. I needed more help with it. So, have you taken any of the webinars or watched any of the videos from lead pages on how to set up? Um, I'm actually pretty good with lead pages now. I, I can move that oh, one down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm good. Sorry, I, I, I thought you were okay. Um. I, I'm going to have to look for that email, and I don't know where I put it. But I do remember that when I got the email about the bonuses, it said specifically that some of them were after their their return period. Um, and I think there was an option where you had you would have one of their folks like create a template yeah. for you. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and I, I, I believe someone said that you you didn't have to have it right away if you if you weren't ready to you know to, to launch it or to use it. Anyway, I was just curious. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna make it. Them. I'm gonna make a note to look it up solely because um, I don't want to like um, I want to be able to make sure we talk to everything you want to talk about, and then I can send you the email after I find it. I just don't know. Where, I just don't know where I put it. Um. Oh, look, I just said that. I just found it. Okay, hold on. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, there were videos that were basically telling you how to use it. Um, pre-sale formula course. Um, complete webinar course. And then five. Okay, there was a bonus that said five landing page critiques. And there was another bonus that said design of a beautiful resource list opt-in bride. So they were saying that they could um, help you create a form to get people to opt into your mailing list. Um, I'm going to forward this email to you in case you don't know what yours is. Like, I didn't know where mine was. <laughs> Hold on. <coughs> I'm so sorry. I'm coughing in your Wow, you are coughing. Okay, here are the... Free resources, bonuses, lead pages. Okay, so my impression of this email is like the section um, four is once you already have one set up, you can submit on this form that's in this email, and they'll critique it and tell you if it's good and what changes you need to make. And then the other bonus was them creating kind of that opt-in for you. Okay. So. There's basically a form. It's you don't email them like you sign up, and I guess for a spot for them to review them. Okay. Okay. Cool. 
So I just forward that to you. Thanks. <coughs> okay, in terms of the videos, um, there's a couple ways um, that you could do it. Since you're not using this for promotion and it's actually kind of a, a product that you want to sell, um, have you looked into um, kind of a private aspect of your website where people have to log in and have membership in order to access the material? I, I'd like that if I could because that gets people to my website. Mm -hmm. um, there's <laughs> hold on. There's a couple of different programs, and like one of the most popular right now is called a wish list member. And um, there's another one called Buddy Pages. Um, Buddy, Buddy, B U D D. Oh. Actually, Buddy Press. I'm sorry, Buddy Press and Wish List Member. And okay. um, and it's like Wish List Member is what Michael Hyatt used originally to set up Platform University. If you and ever signed up for that. So basically, <clears throat> there are plugins or widgets that you can add to a WordPress site that, oh, creates, okay. that creates a private section where <clears throat> once people sign up and register and pay, they get a login and a password. And mm -hmm. um, so on your end, then you would be setting up this video course and these resources in that mm -hmm. private section, so the only people that can access it would be people that have paid for it. <clears throat> okay. Does it make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I have another one I just signed up for from a marketing perspective. I'm going to go look up and see what he used um, just to give you options. Okay. But it, it's something that I don't know um, Dan's experience with setting up any of those, um, so you might want to check with him. Um, but it's basically, like I said, a plugin that you you load into your website, and then you just go page by page and set up each page information. Okay. Um, and one of my other clients has a wish list member class. Um, so basically, from my perspective, what I do is whenever someone registers, um, she doesn't have online registration because she actually reviews like writing samples and videos and all that kind of stuff before she accepts people into the program. Um, so the application process is via email. They fill out this stuff and email it to her. And then she tells me these people are in and I go and create a username and password for them. And when they log in, the whole class is there. So, so yeah, but there are other versions like in that same program, we could have done where they just sign up themselves, hit pay, and then they're given a username and password. Like it's all automated. So there's two different ways you can do it. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> and I think that would be a good thing. I, I like the idea of hosting these classes on your website because it drives traffic to your mm -hmm. website and your other material. Right. Um, technically, they're not terribly difficult to set up because you're just adding a video. You know, you're adding your resources as links. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them, like Wishlist Member and Betty Press especially, have the option to have a forum. 
basically like, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to, so basically like people could post and correspond with the other class members within the website. Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't want to manage that because it can get overwhelming, um, most um, classes I've been a part of just set up a private Facebook group, mm. um, you know, which is different from uh, a page. It's not like a, a public page. It's like a private group that people are invited into, so they're just corresponding with other members of the class. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, so you're used to the wish list one. Um, I've used both. I've used Wishlist Member and I've used BuddyPress. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, those are two different programs. Um, and there's another newer one that's come out. I just don't remember the name. I'm going to have to go look it up because I, I just signed up for a course because it was about author marketing and they were using this new program and I wanted to see it. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'll look it up. But, yeah, I think it's very easy for you to set that up relatively quickly and offer it Um and then, you know, the book, for example, could also be a resource. You know, you could have like a required reading as part of the course because obviously your book is going to benefit them, right? Yeah. Um, you could offer um, a package deal where when they sign up for the course, they automatically get the book too, like build it into your package price. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. and then down the road, you could offer a package price for like if so, so say someone goes to this training and they want to host their own retreats, like a bulk order. You know, if they need 50 copies, you know, have a way for them to be able to order 50 copies at like a slight discount. Okay. Um. Because really with what you're doing, those bulk orders are really going to be, I mean, you're going to have like one-off people coming along and saying, oh, I need that book. I think it's really going to help me. Um, but these retreats being held and, you know, the whole um, teaching them how to do these retreats really needs to include your book as the main resource since that's what the retreats, that's what they're going to be teaching. Okay. <laughs> so can I... Um... And I just give them like a PDF copy of of the book online, so like I, everything is online. And yeah, if they could. want to order a copy, they can. But um, yeah, okay. you could definitely you can definitely do that. Okay. And remember, WordPress is very versatile, so you can upload all of like the videos and any supporting documentations and PDFs. You can upload it all into the media section of your website. <clears throat> so when they're in a class environment where they're looking at a video and there's links to resources, they're just clicking on the link and it's opening up and they can download or save or whatever they want to do with it. Okay. <clears throat> if that's what you want to allow them to do. Yeah. But, but from a setup perspective, um, you know, knowing what you want in the videos and having those recorded. Um, and my biggest advice with these videos is making sure um, that you're recording them in a way that reflects how you want to come across, right? So do you want these videos to be like super professional, you know, or do you want it to be like you're talking 
to a friend, you got to think about the setting, you know, of how you're filming them. Yeah, talking to a friend for sure. Yeah. So just finding um, a location, whether it's in your house, um, or one thing I recommend too, because sometimes it's hard to get the lighting right, you know, with mm-hmm. filming, um, is maybe finding a coffee shop um, or a church or something like that that has um, an open space or like a back room that you could film in. You know, okay. so it's like it's still um, a comfortable feeling like they're casually interacting with you, but it's easier to control the lighting a little bit. <clears throat> um, do you have anybody that would be able to film for you, or is this something that you're planning on doing for yourself? No, well, I don't know. I think um, I was going to have my daughter just do it on her iPhone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking through the, the challenge with the iPhone videos um, is honestly, like, if you take it and um, I had a bunch of these emailed to me the other day. So I had people who sat down in front of, like, their webcam and did a video. I had yeah. people who had someone videotape them on an actual camera and send me the video. And then I had a couple people who did them on their phones. Um, and the challenge with the iPhones is that it doesn't take up the entire screen. So, like, you know, envision a YouTube video, right? And you pull mm-hmm. up, pull it up, and you play it, and it's like the whole entire screen is the video. A lot of the phone videos only come across as like a tall, narrow rectangle, and then all the space to the right and the left is black. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not like a, it's not like a full. Um, picture image. So if you're okay with that, then that's fine. But I just wanted you to know, like, you can't necessarily resize the videos on the phone. Um, so if you want that full shot, you're going to have to do it with, like, a webcam on your computer, or you're going to have to have someone filming you on a, you know, a handheld okay. video camera. Okay. Okay. So okay. okay. And it's not that you can't do it. I just want you to, like, I didn't want yeah. you to get technically frustrated going, why isn't this filling up? It just doesn't work when you use them on the phones. Got it. It's just okay. the way the settings are. <clears throat> um, so when you film the videos, and what I usually recommend is having, like, a brief script. Um, and, and I don't know if you work best off, like, full scripts or if you're just best at just talking to the well, you know, I've I've tried to do some before, and mm-hmm. I I look like I'm reading, and it bothers me. So, mm-hmm. um, I think so. In talking about these things, I won't need anything. Okay, no, good, 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 good. Okay. Yes. So. Sometimes um, I tend to do. I can't do scripts either because then I will read it. <laughs> yeah. But, what I often have done when I have to do video is I print out like this gigantic poster board and put it right above the computer that just has bullet points, mainly so I stay on track. You know, okay. so I'm not like going off on some weird tangent. So for me, that has helped me in the past to make sure I cover the points that I want to. But you're also doing, you know, videos that are less than five minutes. So, you know, mm-hmm. it should be somewhat easier. Um, to stay focused, <coughs> excuse me again, 
Um, so again, so just making sure that you know you have a location or a setting. Um, a lot of times um, clients will go film in their church coffee shop, you know, that's in the lobby during mm-hmm. the week because nobody's there, <laughs> you know. Um, and it's easier to manipulate lighting and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've had a few clients go to a local coffee shop and go in their back room that they can close off and go sit in there and do it just so it's a different look, you know. Yeah. And then I have some that have done it on their living room couch, and that's perfectly fine too as long as the lighting is right, you know. Oh. You're not washed out or too bright or whatever. Okay. Cool. I'll have fun finding the right spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, too, um, I'm going to send this to you in, in the notes. When you when you upload the video in your course, um, <clears throat> having, like, four or five bullet points of what that video covers and then having the online resources for whatever that video requires um, and then asking them, you know, to connect maybe in that Facebook group would be beneficial. And the cool thing about the Facebook group, even though you have to manage it, like you have to go in there and interact with people, um, they will do a lot of crowdsourcing. You know, they'll interact with each other and help Mm -hmm. each other. Um, And what I love about the Facebook group is it really allows you as the owner of this product and this material to see where they're getting stuck you know, and go, oh, okay, I need to create a resource for that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, so you can see, like, if they're all asking the same question, I don't understand this, I can't get my people to do this, whatever, then you can see that in that Facebook group and go, hey, I created this extra bonus for your, for the class, and I've added it to this video. Not the video, but, like, the resources. And right. It just allows you to update the information easily because you're able to see exactly what they're struggling with or need extra help in. So how do I manage this once they get into this um, site that they paid for? What Mm -hmm. stops them from forwarding information? I'm sorry, can you repeat? Once they're in the class, what? Once they pay for the the special courses, you know, Uh that I'm offering, what stops them from not forwarding it to other people? Um, You could make it to where the material is only accessible within the course program. Okay. You know, you can can make settings where they can't download things, that it's only something that it can view within the class constraints. Um, There's... The challenge with the online courses is you kind of have to have a little bit of, I guess, trust in the class members because, I mean, they could hand their username and password to their mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but I personally have not really seen that happen. That doesn't mean it doesn't, you know. Okay. So just make sure all of your material is copyrighted and all that kind of stuff. Um and ultimately, if it does get shared outside of the program for whatever reason, um, you know, maybe it would lead people back to you. It's kind of a positive spin on it. But you can put things in place like not allowing them, like videos, for example. You can embed a video on your site where they can only view it. Like they can't download it. They can't embed it anywhere. They can't share it. Does that make sense? 
You just yes. have to make the settings private on everything that you yes. add. Okay. And then when you say copyright my stuff, how do I get it copyrighted? <clears throat> um, hold on. Right, material. I don't know the exact um, process where you are, but you can go to like the copyright dot gov website and pull up your state oh, and okay. it will tell you yeah and sometimes it's just a matter of putting at the bottom of your material copyright you know your name and website in the year and most people you know okay will not share it you know but if you want to do it like formally I mean there's a, a whole website called copyright.gov okay okay <laughs> The thing is, you know, I was just talking to someone about this the other day um, because I'm working on a product also, and mine is a print product that's a training manual. And I asked my coach, I was like, well, again, what's to prevent them from giving this to someone else or, like, photocopying it and reusing it over and over? And her comment was basically the same thing. She's like, you know what? You know, you have to look at it as you would hope that most people would be honest and not do that, okay? Mm -hmm. But even if they do, you know, your hope can be that it will help those people and they'll come back to you for something else, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, the digital age, it's so easy to share material and pass things around and stuff like that. Like, I don't know that any of us really have any control over that. We just have to protect the best we can, you know, the settings mm -hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. <coughs> I'm so sorry. I think I was coughing the entire time we talked last, too. <laughs> Gosh. Cool. Okay. So does that give you kind of an idea, like, just kind of the steps um, and what to focus on with the course? And yeah. then, okay, and then also the timeline to kind of get this all set up is probably going to, depending on your availability, um, and then, like, if you use Dan, like Dan's availability to set up, you know, the course behind the scenes, it's probably going to be, like, six to eight weeks. But that's not a bad thing. I mean, it might be shorter. Um, mm -hmm. But it's not a bad thing because the entire time this is getting set up, um, you can be communicating, you know, on social media and via your email list that you're creating this course. And it's right. coming. And okay. this is what it's going to offer. And so it's building excitement and interest around okay. the material. Do you think, um, what do you think I should charge for the, um, the modules? Oh, gosh. How much do you charge for the retreat, the annual retreat? The annual, I'm going to charge 500 a piece, which is cheap. Trust me. Does, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that is isn't it. Okay, so does that include material? Like, do you give them a book and all the stuff they need? Or is it just um, um, no. and lodging? No, it's just, uh, it's the activities. It's, so it'll be, um, it's mainly food uh -huh. and activities for the two and a half days. Okay. Um. Gosh. 
I mean, I wanted to do it cheap so I could get more people to buy it because I really, I really want people to to use it. I mean, I know, I yes, want to make money. Don't get me wrong, right. but I want to get people to to start hosting their retreats. And if it's, you know, I it's, I, I want it under a hundred dollars. I just don't know how much under a hundred dollars is. It forty nine? Is it well, seventeen? Here, here's how we're pricing my products, and maybe this will help you, okay? And I'm sharing this with you because, as you know, I would rather work for free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's been a long um, journey for me to really kind of um, – I mean, I knew there was, there's value to my work, but I really needed to be able to put our family in a position to where we could pay off debt, Right. Yeah. And so what I was doing was making myself crazy working for too little money before, mm-hmm. okay? So with this product, for example, and the training program that I'm building is um, a four-month program that includes just step-by-step instructions from beginning to end on a lot of what we've talked about, you know, author platform building and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, it also tells people um, – how to set up and prepare the communication strategy for their book launch, um, how to actually do their own book launch and bring people around them, and then what to do after to market their book. And then there's a whole lot of um, just encouragement and advice from other authors and stuff like that. So it's a pretty comprehensive thing. But what I struggled with is when I wrote the first draft, um, it was like 80 pages. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> how do you price something like that? But you really have to think about the overall long-term effect of what you're offering and how it's going to benefit people and, and who your audience is. So in my particular case, <laughs> um, when it comes to pricing, like you have to think through who are you trying to reach and help, but you also have to balance that with your goals, um, literally, from a financial perspective, and how are you going to use the funds from this book and these retreats and these training sessions to further your ministry? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, so if you're, you have a great product and you're undercharging, um, the challenge with that is um, making sure you're attracting the right type of people who will take the course and implement it, who will see the value in what you're offering and implement it and spread the word versus, oh, it's just $97, I'll buy it, and then they, they forget about it. Like you, you need to make sure there's a, a balance between <clears throat> providing value to someone, providing great resources, um, and then getting them to use it so that other people see it and want to purchase, purchase it as well. So. Mm-hmm. Basically, what you can do, because this is a newer product, is you can introduce it at a lower price. So for like a limited time, you know, say, um, I don't know, one month or two months, it will be available for, say, $97 and have a set time period that it's available at that price, okay, Mm -hmm. and then close purchases and allow whoever bought it to go through the program and give you feedback so that you can make it better, right? Okay. 
And then you make it better, add items that were missing or whatever, and you raise the price. Okay. You know. So honestly, um, <clears throat> I think the 97, especially because the videos are about five minutes each, and because you've got um, the activity guides, and you said there was a workbook, right? And then yeah. retreat, and then a, a PDF copy of the book, right? Correct. Okay. I think that's a fair price because they're not just getting a book. They're getting resources that will help them lead their own retreat. And then the, sell, the add-on is that they can book a coaching session with you if they need further clarification or yeah. input into their particular event. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and the thing with pricing, you know, <clears throat> I kind of was like, oh, my God, when my coach told me how much she wanted me to charge for this. Um, and she said, well, Lindsay, you know, we'll, we'll sell it at that price for a little bit of time and see what happens. And if it's cricket, then either we're not selling it right, like we're not promoting it right, or it's too much money. So we just have to try, <laughs> which is true. So that's why I'm a big fan of kind of the soft launch of these products because, A, it gives you um, a group of people that will go through the material and help you make it better if it needs to be made better. Um, and B, it, it kind of gives you time to work out any kinks. Like, for example, if you have 50 people sign up and they're all going through this online program and they're all having issues accessing the online course, well, it's much more manageable to deal with a small group of people to get make sure everything is working right than it yeah. is if you had 1,000 people. Do you know what I mean? Right. Okay. So soft launches are not bad. <clears throat> okay. But again, I would list it at like $97 um, and be very clear. Are you familiar with iBloom? Have I directed you to them at all oh. yet? No. Okay. Um, I'm going to send you an email, one of their sales pages, um, because what I love about the way they do their sales pages is they have different levels for some of their programs. Um, and it lists like in a very specific, clear format what each person is getting with each level, like the benefits of what they're going to receive if they have your program. Um, And I think it's fantastic. Um, I just love the way they do it, and it's what I'm going to be doing going forward when I sell my stuff. And I'll send that to you. Thank you. So having said all that, I really feel like your book in general um, is going to be best served um, at first with being connected to like this program versus just trying to sell the book, sell the book, sell the book, and then sell this program separately. Okay. I think it will benefit you to have it as a package deal because it's getting people exposed to the material in your book, but also giving them a hands-on resource of how to walk through the material and apply it in their own situation. So there's automatically more value there beyond reading a book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So from a book launch process, um, if you had come to me and we didn't need to do all this other stuff first, that's what I would have told you, is to package your book with, with another product. Because when you tie it together, 
you know, it just gives them more volume. It gives them a lot more material to work with. And then it sets them up to where when they're hosting their own retreats, they need to come back to you to buy more books because they need to use the books in their retreats. Got it. Perfect. And then I'm... Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Good. And then then I wanted to ask Dan um, if he could look at my book, you know, my um, paperwork that I've got and make it look more professional. Does he, do you know if he does that? I thought he said he did, but. Do you mean like the, like the activity guide, making sure it's something above like a. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know he does eBooks. I'm not sure about the other, but you can certainly ask him. Okay. Yeah, and to be honest, that is something that if Dan does not do that, I mean, we could find a virtual assistant to do it, seriously. <laughs> as, oh. as long, I mean, I, I, I have a couple people who do some work for me occasionally when, I'm, when I have too much to do. So a lot of times I'll outsource research or I'll outsource creating graphics for my clients. So mm-hmm. a lot of virtual assistants can create a pretty PDF for you. you know, oh, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be expensive. You just need them to make sure that the branding, you know, that they're using the same colors and branding elements, you know, right. as your book. Okay. Could so, you yeah. give me uh, someone that you like to use? Yeah, yeah. Um, hold on. I have a name, um, but she's going to need to know the timelines. So... It might benefit you to check with Dan first. Okay. To ask him if he can help you set up the course in your website. Okay. Okay. And if he can, how long that will take him. Because then we can go back to her and go, okay, we need these documents by whatever date. Got it. Yeah, she's really flexible, uh, but she's used to me sending her one-off, hey, do you have five hours to do this for me? <laughs> um, and, and she's great about it, and, but like with the graphics and stuff like that, it just takes a little more time. Okay. Um, and she charges, she charges $35 an hour. How much? $35 an hour. Wow, that's cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can't get a babysitter for $35 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm coughing again. Yeah, she's wonderful. Like I said, I use her when I don't okay. want to sit there and research 100 websites. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. So, again, I don't want to overwhelm with a bunch of information. So just to kind of go over, you know, what we, we talked about today was, the, the need that you have to create this video program with resources. And um, we talked about the pricing, the ideal way to videotape it, and the questions you need to ask Dan, which I was actually typing when we were talking, so I'll send them to you when we're done. And um, a little bit about the timing of when, um, Like, for example, if he says six to eight weeks, I know that's a little bit long for you, but that's actually good from a promotion standpoint. I think it's good. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. And the only thing is just making sure, like, if he gives a date of, I don't know, two months from now for the website, that it's actually ready. Because we have to be, well, you, via your email list and social media, you have to be promoting this that whole time 
So we wouldn't want to say, oh, it's going to be available April 1st and then something's happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the way that I've always been told to handle that is to announce a release month, not a release day. Because that way, like in my case, my release month is April for my training product, and it's going to be like the end of April now. When At first, we were trying to do it April 1st. So I already promised April, and I'll fulfill it, but it doesn't make it seem like, you know, we didn't know what we were doing or whatever because we just gave a month <laughs> instead of a specific date. And it allows, you know, for any unforeseen circumstances, you know, right. with any of the people that you're having to work with to get it done. Okay. The other thing about the videos um, and what might be an extra cost would be if you want to add any sort of um, music to your video, you know, like how they have like an introduction music for a couple of hours. If you want like words to come across the screen that say your name or maybe the module you're talking about, like those kind of things mm -hmm. um, could add a little time and a little money. So, I mean, you can just put the video up. You don't have to do any of that. But I'm just right. telling you, you know, if you if you want that, that's something you'll have to build into the time. So when I do the videos, do mm -hmm. I just load them into, like, YouTube? Yeah, you you, there's YouTube and there's Vimeo. Yeah, Vimeo, okay. V-I-M-E-O that work really well. Okay. And you I literally take the video and just upload it into that program. Okay. In my opinion, Vimeo is a little easier to navigate from a business perspective because it's really clear how to do your settings. You know, remember how I told you earlier to make sure the videos are, you know, a specific setting and all that? Yeah. Vimeo is really clear cut. There's a settings button and it says privacy and it says private or not private. <laughs> like okay. it's you know, and you can select whether you want to embed it. Like by embed, I mean the video is hosted on your website and versus some people will do like a screenshot and link to the video in Vimeo. Does that make sense? Yes. So you have an option to actually embed it in your website where nobody has to be taken out of your website in order to view it. Okay, cool. So, Vimeo, I like Vimeo. Okay. And they have stats and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Okay, well, I'm excited. I think this is great. I mean, I think this, this, is, really, this is a great, great call. I love this. So, good. good. Yeah. Well, let me know um, what you want to do going forward. I, You know, I, I don't mind... Um, like, like, I want to make sure that you know exactly what you need to do, mm -hmm. um, but I don't want you to, you know, spend money unnecessarily if you need it to be focused on other things, you know, like this website class and the videos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, I definitely want to do four more because um, I, I definitely do. I'm, it'll keep me on track and okay. I think... Um, I'm going to have a zillion questions along the way. Yeah. I know I will. Okay. Well, and to be honest, now that we've gotten through the first part, um, did, you said four more, right? Yeah. Four. 
Okay, yeah. so what we can do the next four calls are really hashing through and making sure all this is getting set up right and it looks right and um, just kind of the communication, like how you're going to share about it and tell people about it and promote it on social media. So, you know, again, the beginning is of coach any coaching is always kind of setting the baseline and making yeah. sure that you're working towards a very focused goal because yeah. If you're spread too thin or going in too many directions, you're just not going to feel like you're accomplishing much. Whereas if you know exactly what you're working toward and what you're doing and everything is built around that, you're going to find that it's going to feel a lot less scattered. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then so you're pouring your creative energy and your practical energy into getting this course up and getting these resources up um, and getting people into this course to be trained. And, you know, down the road, um, I always recommend building into any training program a survey because you survey them at the end to ask them how it went and what mm-hmm. they loved about it. And then you turn those survey results into social media tools, right? Okay. So I'm Bob, and I took this. I took this training, and I in turn trained 80 people, and we loved it. Like that is all stuff that you use for social media, where it's not just you saying, "Buy my product, it's awesome." It's the people that are going through it that are talking about how amazing it is. Okay, which is the best sales tool ever. Yeah, because <laughs> other other people talking about it. And I would encourage you too. I know you said early on, you know, you wanted it to be cost effective um, and you're not so worried about making money, although that would be nice. Um, one of the things that has stuck with me the most with my own business coach is not being, gosh, afraid to set goals for myself, for my family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, my nature is to want to help everybody for free, and the reality is I can't do that. Um, and so I literally sat down from a financial perspective, which was very hard for me because I just don't like to pay attention to any of that, and I wrote down goals. And some of them were kind of silly. Like I wrote down that we, I wanted to pay cash for a spring break trip. Okay, Now that may seem, sound silly, but we've not been on a trip in like five years like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, I paid cash for a spring break trip next week. And it helped me because I was like, okay, okay, it's okay. You know, and my next goal um, through the end of the year is to pay off our credit cards and our cards. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly how much money I need to make per month in order to achieve that. And so it gave me permission to, like, like, like I want to help people. Trust me, <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. But I also needed to make sure I was taking care of my family and our mm-hmm. needs. So I don't know. It just gave me permission to, like, not be so worried about the cost and to understand that what I'm offering has value mm-hmm. um, and to trust that God will do the work and bring people to me, of course, and that I need to provide value. I can't just not work, <laughs> to, you know. Mm-hmm. But just really going, okay, this is about ministering to others, but my family comes first. Right. And I, I don't know. I needed that permission. I don't know about you. But I, I like that, Lindsay. I like it a lot. A lot. I really, and, you know, I told my husband the other day what I was aiming for to pay off this year. And I even said, I know what I need to make in the next eight months. 
And he was like shocked at first that it wasn't actually as much money as he thought it was, <laughs> which was cool <laughs> because I've already paid off some stuff. And and when I showed him that all my little like I I made like really short I don't want to say short sighted like. When I first did my goal setting, it was like, oh, I want to buy a rug. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, I don't know, my dreams were kind of small. But, like, I wrote it all down. And just being able to see kind of God's provision in that, I'm not just working for a paycheck. I'm doing something that's helping us pay off crazy debt, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it just it makes me not so, like, self-conscious, I guess about it and and not afraid um and the other thing the other thing i'll tell you about pricing um and and i i feel like our audience is a little bit different but like in my world and i have two types of clients um some fall solidly in they're just getting started or they need some help figuring out you know how to launch a ministry or how to launch a book like it's a very everything's very new to them and they don't usually have a lot of disposable income or I have people who are not necessarily tons of money but they're connected with the publishers who will pay for the services does that make Mm -hmm. sense yeah so I have this vast difference in my clientele where because of my publisher clients I can still offer coaching like I'm doing with you does that Mm -hmm. make sense yeah. And so down the road, you know, you'll you'll get to the point where you can still offer kind of a low-cost effective option that does not require a lot of your personal time. And that's very much how I view this online course. You'll need to update it occasionally. You'll mm-hmm. need to pop in on your Facebook group. But for the most part, most of your work is going to be now up front. And right. that will free you up, hopefully you'll have that expendable income coming in from this to where you can work on something bigger down the road, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. it's, it's interesting having to p- perceive everything as a long-term um, versus the short-term. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yay. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad we got to talk. Um, and then I'll send you an invoice. Do you want to do installments again? I'll do Yeah, two installments would be fine. Two? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll send that to you. And when do you want the first one to be due? Well, um, let's see. Let me look, I have my calendar, and this is already the... I would venture to say I'm going to be out of town next week. Um, completely okay. offline, which pray for that, that I can avoid like getting on the internet. Um, and then I would probably say April would be a good time to okay. hop, hop back on. So maybe, um, because that will give you time to like get some of these questions answered, you know, um, and have a plan. So that way when we're talking, we can focus on troubleshooting anything that's going on, but also like I'm crafting that communication strategy. Okay. Okay. Um, so either, either, and then you're launching your thing too. So if we can fit at least one in April, um, mm-hmm. after tax day if possible. Okay. I'll be going when, crazy with that. When is tax day? April 15th. <laughs> April 15th. <laughs> okay. 
Sorry, I know. I should do my taxes. I got everything out the other day, and it's so overwhelming, but I was like, how do you do this? Yeah, I'm sitting in a bowl. (laughs) Well, you know, when you're self-employed, it's like, oh, God. (laughs) These receipts and everything. And plus, we we moved. We, We were renting, and then we didn't have a house payment forever, and then we bought a house. Um, and then we had, um, I have all of my self-employed clients, but then I have one client that actually pays me normally. And so our taxes are weird. <laughs> so so I, I basically drug out all of my expenses for the year and categorized them and then handed everything to my husband. I was like, I can't do this. You go do it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you want to meet after the 15th and then have the first payment due around that time. Yeah. Well, the first, uh, I don't mind paying the installment, the first installment, like at the end of this month. Oh, okay. Okay. And then, um, and and then like the second week in Mm -hmm. April or something, and maybe we could start like that 20th or 20, you know, that the week of the 20th, if you have something open. Okay. Can you do a call at all the week of the 15th? Like on the 17th, maybe? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Or, or wait, hold on, not the 17th. What about the 16th and the 30th for calls? Would that work? And the 30th, okay. Okay, because what, what I'm trying to do is make sure I have them already scheduled so we're not, I'm not yeah. working for, you know, you know what I mean. Okay. Um, okay, so then I'll just do an invoice for the half, and then I'll do the invites for the 16th and the 30th. But in between now and then, you know, I mean, that's that's like a month away. Okay, so you know, you can always email, you know, with questions okay. and stuff like that, um, okay. and I'll type up the notes that we just talked about and send them over to you. And then, of course, you can listen to the call. You still have the link to these calls, right? I, I what? I'm sorry. You have the link to check these calls, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All you do is click on that same link, and it just lists every call that we've recorded. Okay. You can re-listen to them if you want. Okay. Awesome. So what's coming um, on the 16th and the 30th? Um, hold on, let me, let me pull my calendar. I don't think I have anything scheduled that far. <coughs> Excuse me again. Okay. 10 o'clock is always so good for me. The afternoon sketch is crazy. Yeah, to be honest, I try to do a call in the morning and a call in the afternoon. So I have, okay. like, time in between. So if you want to do the 10, but yeah. if we just want to schedule the 10 Central now, we can always change it if we need to. Yeah, that. 10 Central would be great. Okay, awesome. I'm so excited to talk to you. It's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all the re- we, I think we both had a couple of reschedules. So. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Okay, and then should we schedule two more? Um, we can do that now if you want to. That's fine. Okay. Um. So I would just hold on. Let me go. Let me open the calendar for me. Gosh, I can't believe it's already. Gosh, this, no, is, um, this, this year has like flown by. You know, I'm booking book launch clients for October right now. Oh, I'm it's so a, proud of you. I really. Well, but it, I, it's crazy though. I'm like, oh my god. And keep in mind, a lot of books don't release during the summer. So it's usually really busy the first part of the year and really busy the second part of the year, but the summer is usually kind of slow, which I like. Then I can spend time with my kids. Okay, um, so if we're doing the 30th, 
um, of April. Maybe we can do May 14th. Okay. And May 28th. Okay. That's about every two weeks. Yeah. And we'll just do the same time. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. All right. I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> oh, oh, it's fine. I, I, I love this stuff. So much fun. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And um, I will send you the notes, and then you just let me know if you have any questions. All right. Sounds great. Take care. Thanks. Okay. You're welcome. Um, bye-bye. bye-bye.